Welcome to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. I am your host, Marsha Van Weinsberg. I'm a business coach, speaker, and author of the best-selling book, When She Stopped Asking Why. On this podcast, we will use the tips, tools, and strategies used by myself and our speakers to break through and overcome the challenges in our lives. When we take radical responsibility of our choices, create boundaries, grow our courage and practice self-care and letting go of what isn't ours to control, we can completely change our stories. When we take full ownership of our stories, we take back our personal power and this allows us to impact, serve and support others by showing them that they are not alone and helping them find freedom from their stories. When you own your choices, you truly own your life. Let's dive in. Welcome to another episode of Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. And today we are speaking with NLP business coach, Melissa Michette. We had such a great conversation talking all about NLP, what alignment is, our subconscious and our conscious mind, how we drop into the goal getter, the goal setter. She gives you so many tips to really understand what alignment means and how to reflect and see what it is that you actually do want to create or achieve. So Melissa founded Realigned Coaching and Consulting after experiencing the transformation that occurs when you find clarity for what you want and are in alignment with who you really are. Melissa is a certified neuro-linguistic programming master practitioner and mental and emotional release, release specialist and possesses a deeper understanding of what's really preventing someone from reaching their goals at the, at the unconscious level. With more than 10 years of sales experience, over 100 million in volume sold in real estate, residential real estate, and more than eight years being educated by multiple coaching organizations and mentors, Melissa understands how to grow and build a business in any market and how your mindset can control your outcome and results. This is a great episode. There are so many nuggets that you will be able to take away and reflect in your own life to understand if you are actually pursuing what it is that you really, truly want. Welcome to the show today, Melissa. It's so great to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited about this. Looking forward to this chat. Let's start with letting people know a little bit more about you before we start chatting. Is that right? Absolutely. Awesome. Uh, Where are you from? Where are you from? I'm originally from Los Angeles, just outside uh, the LA area. Actually, grew up in the Valley. Nice. And you now live in in Las, in Las Vegas. We were just talking about that. So we don't have we have barely any snow on the ground. So I can't really say. Normally by now we do, but it's still colder definitely than where you are right now. I'm assuming. I would say most likely <laughs> yes. And people underestimate and forget that the desert does get very cold. Yes. In winter, maybe not compared to where, you know, real yeah. is, but yeah. it is cold. <laughs> it's still colder, right? Um, I know that you're a reader and I would love to know if you can share with us one of the most impactful books that you have read. Mm, that's such a great question. There's so many. Uh, the first one that comes to mind is really anything uh, by Eckhart Tolle, the you know, a yep. new earth power of now. I think that was kind of a part of my awakening process was realizing my, I am not my thoughts. <laughs> well, that's interesting. Did you read that long? We'll get into your story, but did you read those quite a few years ago or were they something that led you into learning 
NLP? I'm going to say I read a new earth probably two years ago. So it was kind of the middle of this journey. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Do you have a favorite quote or a mantra that grounds you something that really defines or describes who you are? Uh, So this is, this is my favorite. It's mine. And uh, basically when you are in alignment, you are inspired to take action and you don't need accountability. Oh, that's really good. Can you say it again? When you are in alignment, when you're in alignment, Mm -hmm. you are inspired to take action and you don't need accountability. That's so good. We are definitely coming back to that one. (laughs) I know. What drives you the most? Like what lights you up and keeps you going? What is that? Oh, I am all about growth and empowerment and being inspired, thinking bigger. So I would say I just am in a constant state of almost consumption and learning and growing Mm -hmm. and just realizing that there's so much out there that I don't know. And, and I just love expanding and growing and and being able to help others as well. So that really lights me up. (laughs) I love it. It's so funny how I'm, I get to meet people here who are so, they love expansion. They love growth. They love being in that space. Whereas so many others are like, Oh my God, no, like I don't, I don't want change. I don't want anything to be different. It's interesting. I don't know if that's even a question, but I wonder what it is that is it just different personality types or whatever. But you know what I mean? There are some people just the slightest mm-hmm. bit of change freaks them out when change is the only constant we have. So it always makes me laugh. I'm like it's we don't like it sometimes, but changes actually can lead to some really good things. Absolutely. I I would say that is definitely part of my story is being very adaptable and kind of mixing it up all the time. And I get bored very easily. So I like to just, I'm a creative at heart. And I think that that ties a lot into it is that I'm always like visionary ideas, thinking, coming up with things, you know, Yeah. So to me, I feel like it could be a character trait where for some being, you know, security and safety and stability is more important. Mm -hmm. Change is the worst thing that could happen to them in that, in that case for me, it's freedom and new things every day and let's spice it up. So yeah, that's an interesting point. (laughs) Yeah, no, I just, I find it's the more people that I see here, they embrace change. They embrace change and they are in that space. Whereas a lot of the messages I might get from people are all about hating change. Mm. And it's interesting. It is really, really interesting. I got a long message from somebody the other day. I love to post things that might trigger somebody. I mean, I, it's not, I, not that I, I just, I like to make you think differently. And she went into a very long explanation that this is just too hard and this and this and this and this. And I said, you know, I'm going to say this with the most amount of love, like those choosing to stay there is a choice. And it, I never said it would be easy, but choosing to stay there is a choice and you still have a choice. And I, that's, I know that can be such a big thing to swallow, right? Yeah. It's, it's, yes. You always have a choice and, and sometimes Sometimes we don't like that. (laughs) No, no. You wrote something and I really wanted to go here first. And I loved what you said, because I talk a lot about blame and ownership and blame and ownership are on the complete opposite ends of the spectrum. So as humans, we tend to blame ourselves a lot 
myself included, seriously, like, uh, like it's sometimes I have to stop and go, okay, stop doing that. Mm -hmm. But blame and ownership are completely different ends of the spectrum. And I love how you said that you learned the difference between being at cause and owning your choices. So can you explain what that difference means to you? Yes. So I absolutely had a huge period of my life where I learned to be at cause, to take ownership, take responsibility. Everything in my life was pretty much my, my creation, or I'm, I'm the reason that these things are happening, which is, can be a hard pill to swallow depending on what's where you're at. And I was not in a good situation. And it was a very tough thing to say, like, this is my fault. So what Mm -hmm. I, what I really learned in all of that and kind of hitting my rock bottom is that there is a difference between the blaming yourself. Mm -hmm. I'm a failure. I'm just not good enough. I'm not meant to be doing this. I I'm a terrible leader because if I was a good leader, I'd be leading by example. So I almost took ownership in a blame way. Mm -hmm. Like this is my fault. And therefore that means, cause you always attach meaning to it. It means that I, I suck and I'm not succeeding. And this isn't even like, I would even hear fail faster failures, only feedback, like consciously I got it yet Mm -hmm. internally. I felt like I was failing at life and Mm -hmm. just, I couldn't, I didn't understand the difference. And, and it was a journey to get out of that hole. (laughs) Mm -hmm. No, I loved how you explained that. That was something that I just, I really, I really loved how you worded that because I think that someone will be able to relate to that. So you are all about mindset and NLP training and like master practitioner, which I'm looking forward to this conversation. So how did you get there? What led you to wanting to do NLP and understand? We'll talk about more about what it is, but I'm just curious what's Mm -hmm. led you there. So I would say that I come from a real estate background and I've had coaches and mentors and mastermind groups all in the real estate space. Mm -hmm. And I had a mentor who was trained and versed in NLP. And I I joke that he was kind of like my spiritual guru that started like talking about growth mindset and Mm -hmm. at cause and all of these kind of principles that I had never heard of before. And uh, he would say like, your opinion is the source of all your suffering. Ooh. And I was like, yeah, but my opinion is, is right. I mean, that's where I came from. I came from the place of like, you know, who made you the ruler of the universe? And I'm like, well, I did, you know, I was a very like strong minded personality and, and even reading uh, the book mindset, I think by Carol Dweck, Dweck, Dweck. I, this was about, oh gosh, this was probably 11, almost 11, more than 11 years ago. But I remember someone in the real estate space telling me to read this book about growth mindset and fixed mindset. And the book pissed me off because I was Mm. such a fixed mindset that I was like, how dare you say that like you can change things like as adaptable as I was, I was very scarcity, very fixed. And now I laugh because it's like, now I'm like, own your thoughts and <laughs> your reality and everything is growth, you know? So it's a <laughs> circle, but that's yeah. how I got exposed to NLP was different coaches in the real estate space and talking about NLP in a sales kind of context mm-hmm. and as I was kind of going through my own journey, I woke up and realized I was completely miserable. This isn't what I wanted to be doing. 
it wasn't working. I didn't know what to do. I was blaming myself. I was searching for answers in all the wrong places, trying to fix something that was wrong with me. And I ended up going to my first NLP training uh, just over a year ago. And that's what started. I had heard a lot of it before. I had been taught some of it, but there was a lot that was left out that I learned actually going for myself Mm -hmm. that kind of lit this huge light bulb of like, hold on a second. This is why I think this way. This is why I'm behaving and creating my reality this way. Like what? I, I just, there were pieces missing that I was exposed to it, but I still didn't like really get it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. No, it does. Was it, was it almost a point where you had to like be open and come to a space? Like, cause I love how you said triggers there. So can you tell us what triggers? I, and I know everybody listening to this is going to go. Yeah, I know what triggers are, but really what are triggers? Hmm. So to me, triggers are, well, if you want to go on the shadow side of things, there's so many different ways you could go with this, but to me, a trigger is when you have a disproportionate reaction to something. Mm. Oh, I love so, that definition. Yeah. So it's it's an overreaction. It's a disproportionate reaction because we are human and we are entitled. And I had to learn this too. I thought doing the inner work meant that I was no longer meant to feel mm-hmm. things. Like I'm enlightened now and I'm done all the work. So why am I angry? I understand where they're coming from. And my coach at the time was like, Melissa, you're human. You mm-hmm. feel emotions. You have every right to be upset because that was something messed up that happened. The difference is when it's a disproportionate reaction. Gotcha. I That's love that trigger. definition. That means love there's it. something in you yeah. that is yeah. unresolved. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's that is really interesting. So as a um, I, I have to share, I had somebody who I used to be, I, I was a kinesiologist and I was training clients and with the change and everything that has happened with COVID, I stepped away, that job was gone. And then I stepped away from it. And I've had most of the clients were really easy going about it and saying, you know what, you've got to take care of you. It's not to just create your own thing. And they were great. I mean, some of them I've trained for 20 years. So we've had a really long wow. history with them. And I had one in particular who was angry, like angry and it was a case of, you know, angry that he'd been inconvenienced and it was an inconvenience to what was happening. And as I'm listening to it, the big part of me was like, are you serious? <laughs> like the, in- you, the inconvenience has you that angry. And it was, it was, I just basically said, you know, there's a lot of things that are happening right now and your life still hasn't changed that much. You still have your job. You still have everything else. So you have lots of things to be grateful for. I've lost a lot of things and I don't have near the rage that you have. So it's, and I'm not comparing, but it's just like, can we just like bring it back to reality for a second? But he said, it just, I hate being inconvenient. And I'm like, well, that's life. Like this is, yeah. So that's interesting. It was just in a very interesting observation as, as I say, majority people were like, oh my gosh, no, it's, you do what you need to do. No stress at all. But for some people, especially this time, it's probably stirring up so much muck for them that they don't know what to do with it. Correct. And even just hearing that, and again, I don't know the whole situation. I don't know this person, but just even you hearing that, I'm like, oh, there is a deeper wound there about inconvenience. And that's the trigger. That's the disproportionate reaction is, and we all have them. And sometimes Mm -hmm. we don't know what they are until they are surfaced. And it's like, 
why am I so upset over this? Or why am I flipping out? And it's like, Mm. oh, there's something there that uh, is causing me to feel this way in a, Mm. in a bigger, like it's an, to me, it's an unresolved, unresolved. I love that definition. Yeah. I absolutely love that definition of it. I read somewhere on social media last week and I, it doesn't matter. I don't know who it was, but they said that you should actually pursue follow, learn from the coaches who trigger you the most, because they are, they are creating something that you are capable of doing, but there's something in what they're doing that is triggering you. That's who you're meant to learn from. And I went, well, now, isn't that a really cool way to explain it? I thought that was really, yeah. I like that. Yeah, I do too. Actually I do too. So I thought that was good. Um, so you then decide to go into like decide through real estate, to then to decide to go into more NLP training and learn more. Yeah. So what was that journey like? That was about two years ago that you really dove deep into it? It's about a year. Oh, it's only been a year. Okay. A year. And and this, this is like the easiest way I can explain it. I knew real estate was not for me. And I also was in that place of, well, my business isn't where it needs to be in order for me to step away. Mm -hmm. What else could I do to earn this kind of money? Who am I to think I can coach because I haven't, uh, real estate is very, very like production, uh, money based. It's very heavy and you have to hit a certain number in order to be taken seriously or considered a top per it's, yes. there's a lot of stuff there in itself that is, you know, needs some unpacking mm-hmm. for a lot Understand. of people. Anyway. Uh, so I came into this knowing I wanted to speak, teach, coach, be more of that, you know, help empower others to to go through their journey. And I truly had those limiting beliefs of, well, I haven't accomplished enough to even do this. I'm not, I haven't done anything. I'm who am I? Who's going to take me seriously? There's so many, like even going to the NLP training, walking into it, I'm I'm meeting all these coaches. And I'm like, there's so many coaches. Who am I to think I can even Mm -hmm. like, seriously, what have I done that I can even coach somebody? Like I went through the whole, like, can't do it. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm never going to get there. I'm not good enough to get there. You know, I meet people all the time who have all these accomplishments and I'm like, okay, well I don't. So people are going to take me seriously. Like that's truly what was going through my head. And I'm not kidding. At the end of that four day training, I walked out of there and was like, uh, absolutely. I'm going to coach and this is what I'm doing. And wow. And within 30 days taught my first class and had my first paying client like started the business. Like it was that fast. When I got all that crap out of the way, I got clear, I got in alignment, reprogrammed some things. And it was like, let's go, let's do this. So it can happen that fast once you are open to it and ready. So this is, this is even if it's something that you have struggled with for most of your life, but if you oh, yeah. immerse yourself in the right environment, the right learning environment, and you're open to receiving, that you can then be in a space where change can happen that quickly. Absolutely. So I love that you're, I love the way you're talking about this and explaining it and how you're sharing it. And I think for the longest time, I just want to add one, maybe a, a deeper definition of NLP. A lot of people would equate NLP as um, sales. You have to do it for, it's a sales, right? It's like, if, if you're going to be in sales, you have to be NLP trained. 
So to be honest, that's how I had looked at it for the longest time. And I know you and I have had a conversation about it and I am going to be doing some training starting in January, which I could, I just knew it was the right thing to do, but can you explain to people the difference and what this means? And it's not just about sales for your job. And that's, what's so funny is that is how I was introduced to it Mm -hmm. too. So I thought I knew all things NLP. And that's why when I went to this training, I was like, wait, what? There's this whole, there were people at the training who went thinking they were there to become a sales ninja and were quickly disappointed when it was like, no, this is about you and your stuff. And they were like, but I don't want that. I just want to learn how to like manipulate people into buying things from me. And they were like, yeah, that's not, that's not the wrong room. You're in the wrong room. (laughs) Yeah. They were genuinely upset. And I thought it was, and it, it happened to be a real estate agent, but anyway, I thought that was funny. So, um, I would say that, uh, Basically, NLP really is reprogramming your thoughts. Mm -hmm. It's the language of your mind. That's why it's so known in sales is because it is about language. It's neuro-linguistic programming. So it is changing your basically self-talk, changing your mindset, changing your beliefs to help you get the outcome that you want. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea that was possible. I just thought it is what it is. So how can I reprogram my mind? And it's not just affirmations. It's not just, you know, do the inner work. Like, okay, well, what is that? Like you said before, what does that even mean? Do what work? I'm willing to do the work. What do I have to do? Yeah, Someone just tell me. I'm very, you know, strategy. Like, can someone just tell me what to do so I can do it and move on with my life? And so... I felt that when I went, and again, there's a lot of different trainings out there. There's a lot of different teachers out there. I only know what I went through and who I was, you know, taught by. Uh, but I will say that it really is empowering you and giving you tools so that you can do something. You can change, and not that anything's wrong with you. It's, mm-hmm. it's figuring out what's no longer serving you, so you can reprogram that. And get the outcome that you really are wanting. I love it. I love it. I um, spend a lot of time with with women, helping them to unpack all their old stories. And so I'm looking forward to bringing this part into their coaching because it's we don't unpack the stories to break down who's to blame and all those things. We unpack the stories to actually look at the meaning that we've given the stories. And I think that's the pieces is that we attach so much meaning to something that actually there's, there was no need to attach any of that to, and then that dictates how we continue to move forward or how we live in shame or how we define what we've come through. And it's, I would say the story only has as much meaning as you give it. It's whatever it is. And so I, I love that you're going here with this. Now, did you take this into your real estate and you still do real estate? You still do some too, right? Yeah. So I, I run a team. I have three agents who are with me. I have a full-time assistant. I've, I've built and grown this business for quite some time now. And so the exciting thing is I'm actually retiring from the sales side of the business. Wow. Good for you. So, thank you. Uh, as of uh, like 
this month. <laughs> so, so, so in the next week, in, in basically the next week and a half, I am no longer taking on actual clients. I am, I'm having my team help them. So I am taking more of a leadership role of running the team, working, you know, on the business, leading them, empowering them. And I do still coach agents as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so I am still very much involved in the real estate world. It's just, I'm no longer taking on the buyers and sellers. So I'm closing out my last two uh, transactions, hopefully this week. <laughs> wow. Good for you. Now, was that, what did it feel like to make that kind of decision? Oh, it's, this has been probably six years in the making. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I've wanted it for so long. And I, again, I wasn't ready yet. I didn't know it. It wasn't working. I, what else am I going to do? It, I had a, you know, the Achilles heel where the kryptonite where it's like, Oh, but I've worked with them before. This will be easy. Let me just, you know, take on one more. So mm-hmm. a lot of it was this has been my my goal for quite some time. I just wasn't fully ready yeah. and look kind of let that and it's not even letting it go. It's opening up the space so I can do mm-hmm. what I truly want to do and fulfill that purpose and it's funny. I was almost in denial that I wasn't really putting my energy into the new business. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of this year, I was pretty much doing five different full-time jobs. If you really want to, you know, think of it that way. And, and I, I almost didn't even see it. I was yeah. like, why isn't this going the way that I want to? And I'm not really moving into it. And I'm like, oh, I have clients personally, I have a team I'm leading. I'm coaching them. I have a group mm-hmm. of agents in my office. I'm leading. I'm teaching for my office. I run role play and scripts for my office. I have one-on-one. Cl- I mean, it was like the list went on where I was like, Oh, okay. I'm still fully in this, even though I'm pretending I'm not. Yes, <laughs> yes you are. And that's, and it's interesting, right? Like you have to create space from something in order for there to be room for something else to come in. Yeah. Yeah, That's such a creating it. I was filling up the space as much as possible because I wanted to do it all and realizing I was, I was not actually going anywhere. Yeah. And then finally deciding that that's not the best use of my time or energy. And there's so much more that I can do and create. So you have founded a new culture coaching and consulting company. I love the name of it. What's the name? Realign. Of course it is. I love it. I absolutely love it. And what led you that way? I know you're very passionate about alignment. We spoke about it earlier in the, in the podcast, but just want you to dive into what that means to you. So truly it's, I've, I've been there where I've burned out. I thought something was wrong with me. I beat myself up. I was very hard on myself again. Who am I? I haven't done anything. I know what it takes to achieve this level of success yet. I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm blocked. Like I was in that really like almost as much as see victim triggers me as much as I was, I was anti-victim and take ownership. I was definitely in a victim downward spiral of this just means that I'm not really able to do the things I want to do because I haven't achieved. I put meaning on it. Mm -hmm. I haven't achieved a certain level that I was reaching for. And so I would say being in that place and realizing how miserable and unhappy I was, and then now doing that inner work and doing all of the things to figure out really, it's not that anything was wrong with me. I was pursuing the wrong thing. Oh, 
That, I was can, you just, wrong. can you repeat that again? Because that is going to land. That's really good. Yeah. So nothing was actually wrong with me. I was, I was pursuing the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. I just, I think that that pause there is really good. You, it is. If you pursue the wrong thing for whatever reason, whether you think it's, you know, because you've got obligations to clients or you have other things that are there, if you're pursuing the wrong thing, then you are out of alignment. So you're always hustling. Is that, yeah. is that a fair explanation? hundred percent. And you're burning out and you're exhausted and things aren't working. And I was getting migraines all the time and I was wow. stressed, miserable. And I was lashing out at, you know, everyone around me, AKA my husband who mm-hmm. got the brunt of it. And I just, I didn't realize how unhappy I was. And, and I had started seeing some success and I was making money and it was the same thing. Well, you're making money. Like, isn't, isn't that enough? And I'm like, yeah, but it's, it's not worth sacrificing my soul and my happiness just to, to make money. And in Mm -hmm. reality, even though the team was doing well and yes, again, it's real estate is very much about like your, your gross revenue. Well, that's not what I'm necessarily keeping in my pocket. There's also a lot of expenses involved. And so it was one of those things where it seemed like I was running basically a half a million dollar real estate team. So we did over 500,000 in commission and it, it seemed like I'm killing it and everything's amazing. And I'm like, yeah, but that's definitely not what I'm, what I'm keeping. And that is not, it is a lot of work and energy that is just a grind and 24 seven phones ringing all the time. I have no boundaries. I mean, it was just kind of eating me alive and it was Mm -hmm. like, this isn't worth it for me anymore. (laughs) Oh, I, I give you so much credit for doing that because, and for recognizing that I know that that's not something that happens fast or easy. And sometimes you can continue to repeat the same patterns over and over and over until you're like, okay, now I get it. Like, now I get it. I completely understand. So what tips could you give to somebody listening who says, A, I don't even understand what alignment is and B, how do I find it? Okay. So I'm going to give you my favorite. This was a big aha for me at, at the training. And if you are aware, you have a conscious and an unconscious mind. Mm -hmm. Unconscious is when you're driving and you end up home and you're like, how did I get here? I completely zoned out or you're brushing your teeth. They're kind of like you go on autopilot. Like when we're sleeping, we're not like, okay, brain, you know, heart, let's breathe. Let's run the body. Let's sleep. Like it just, things happen kind of on that autopilot zone. So Mm -hmm. This is kind of the big aha for me. Consciously is where we set goals. It's where we make decisions. It's where we create strategies. It's where we come up with our methods. So I want to, whether it's lose weight, eat healthy, exercise, work out. I mean, this applies to every area of your life. So consciously, that's where you set goals. I want to make a certain amount. I want to start this business. I want to do all these amazing things. And then unconsciously is like beneath the surface where your beliefs, your fears, your doubts, your, you know, negative self-talk, all that other, your self-esteem, your self-image, your self-worth, all, all the conditioning and programming, our stories, our trauma, it all kind of lives in our unconscious underneath the surface. So the big aha for me is, and this is to me, I'll get to the alignment piece. No, it's okay consciously, your conscious mind is the goal setter. That's where you set goals is in your conscious mind. Your unconscious mind is the goal getter. 
That's where you love that take action. That's what determines whether you do something or not. So the definition of alignment to me is when you say you're going to do something and you do it, you're in alignment. If you say you're going to do something and you don't do it, you're out of alignment and something is actually underneath the surface that is preventing you from taking action. That is really powerful. Thank you for explaining it that way, because that makes a lot of sense. So if you really look at humans and Mm -hmm. especially how they will set goals for weight or scale or gym or all of those things, and they set the same goals over and over and over, but Mm -hmm. then we hit one or two days in and it's like, I forget, this is too hard. And they, and they Mm -hmm. let it go. It's because they also haven't really looked at um, the getter, the goal getter, what actions have to create that change. Does that make sense? Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Yeah. Wow. This applies to me being realizing and having that awakening that I'm not in the right role. When you say, you know, you need to do something, but you're not doing it. And I hear people say this all the time. Mm -hmm. I just am not motivated. I need more discipline. I need, see, this is all coming full circle. I need more accountability. I'm just lazy. Like we beat ourselves up because we know what we're supposed to do, but we're not doing it. Mm -hmm. And then we think we need to do more. We need to work harder. We need to force it more and push and grind. And to me, the big aha was hold on a second. There's something out of alignment here. There's something beneath the surface that is actually like a warning or a sign mm. or trying to tell me, hello, no, you don't want to get up at four 30 in the morning. That doesn't even like align with your values and who you are as a person to work out. Like that, that doesn't even make sense or whatever it is. Yep. It applies to everything. And someone, my mentor actually had called me out. They said, Melissa, you don't really want to sell real estate. You're just doing this to fit in and prove that you're, you're smart and successful. And mm-hmm. this isn't actually what you want to be doing. And at the time I fought him, I was, I was like, just going to say, what was your first reaction? What was your very first reaction? My first reaction was kind of like, what are you talking about? That's not true. I absolutely want to be the number one agent and do hundreds of transactions and all ego, you know, and yeah. prove I'm good enough. And kind of like a, you're out of your mind. You don't know what you're saying. And it was like, no, I'm pretty sure you Cause if you wanted it, you would have it. Mm-hmm. And that really pissed me off. Cause I was like, well, I don't have it because clearly I'm not good enough or I'm, you know, dumb or it's not working. It, mm-hmm. it, I took it like, it's not, I don't have it because something's wrong with me. Yep. Yep. It's a fault thing. It was the fault thing. And mm-hmm. it was just so interesting. Cause that really started this unraveling of like, well, wait a second. If I had nothing to prove, then like, what would I actually want. And for all you overachievers out there who are maybe workaholics and striving and pushing for more, when you take away that proving success, what does it all mean anyway? You're almost kind of like we tie our six, we tie our self-worth to our achievements. Yes, we do. And so if you take away the achievements, it's kind of like, well, what's left, what's left, who am I? What, what I, what would I even that doesn't even make sense. Like, what would I want? It it got, it started a lot of those inner dialogue questions where I was like, wow, okay, I am doing this to prove 
you know, the bullies and the haters and the naysayers and the people you don't even care for, or the people you don't really want remember me. I mean, let's be honest I don't, I'm not in their radar, you know, it's just like, what am I, I've always had that chip on my shoulder of like, I have to prove I can do this on my own and that I, I can and succeed and that I am smart enough and it's not handed to me and all those things <laughs> that were just coming out in full, you know, full swing. <laughs> yep. I can understand. And I completely relate. I, I, one of the things I put down this year is I'm working on a quiz for people to come through of what are the four blocks that you have to owning your story. And the first is victim. And I can't really change a victim mindset until victim mindset wants to create change. That's yeah. no, like I was there for years. So don't no judgment. Um, so victim and then people pleaser, hider mm-hmm. and fighter. And mm-hmm. I, I, the fighter is 100% me. I can totally, I understand what, exactly what you just described. I will own that. That is me. That is me. <laughs> like I, yep. Yep. I just going to work harder. I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to do it. I'll and then you. Mm-hmm. yeah, I'll show you, I'll show you, I can do it. I'll show you, I can do it without any help either. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, wow, this is a long, miserable, lonely road. Like, what are we doing here? What are yeah. we doing here? And especially you, the the misalignment when you're doing that to shoot towards something you don't even want in the first place. Yes. Right? Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's so, that is so challenging and difficult for humans. So I love how you've described that and that you've kind of come off of that rat race and understand what's important to you and what you want to create. So now moving forward, you will be working, you still have your team that's Mm -hmm. doing, but you will be really working with your own coaching practice and your own. That's beautiful. Love it. Love it. I, yeah, you must be excited. You look like you just took a big, you can't see it on zoom. She just took a big breath. It was like this. It felt good. Yes. It's almost the, it feels surreal in a way that like it is happening. Cause I do have the days every, I mean, let's be real every day where I'm like, am I really doing this? Am I really going to be able to say no when someone calls me? Am I really going to be, and I've been practicing this month. I'm very proud of myself. The calls I did receive, I actually said, I am retiring. I have to like practice my own script, you know? So it's, it's almost like this, this, like realization of it is actually happening. This is it. It's go time. And whether I see things moving forward or not, sure. It's, it's not where I want it to be. And, you know, yes, I can go down that spiral, but when I just take a moment, I'm like, oh my gosh, it really is. It's happening. And it's really exciting. And I do light up and I get, yeah, you can see it. Yeah. It's, it's like that glow. (laughs) It is a glow. Well, it's interesting. Do you think that glow? Oh, I love it. The alignment glow. Do you think that if you continually say no to the things that don't, aren't in alignment to you, that that is also part of reprogramming your unconscious mind? Did I say that right? Yes, absolutely. It's, it's showing yourself that like, I'm serious. And here's the thing, you're going to get tested. Like I have no doubt that my phone will ring many times between now and the end of the year and into January and into February and constantly testing me. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be, Ooh, this would be an easy one. Oh, but I've worked with them so many times and this would be fun. And, Oh, it's a, it's a million dollar plus, you know, house. So how could I say no to that? Like, I know I'm going to be tested. And that's where I think people forget sometimes that the the tests show up to make sure you are serious about following what you really want and 
it's not a, you know, don't beat yourself up if you, you say yes or no, but to me, it's just, it's getting, when you're so clear on what you want and you're so clear about that vision moving forward, it actually is becoming easy to say Mm. no to the things that are not a part of that journey. I love that. Thank you so much for that share. I know, I know for people, it is scary to say no, but it becomes such an affirming message that no, this is not. And as, as moving forward, I had some, um, love my clients, my, my training clients that I've had, I've done it for 27 years. And I was talking to my husband and I was, he was like, so are you going to continue? Like if the things go back and things, and I'm like, no, I think it's a chapter that has to be closed, like actually physically closed, that it's not my what if, or it's not my, I could pick it up again, or I could, it actually has to be physically closed. And it also has to come to a space where it's, we say that, and that it's closed is nothing to do with anyone else. It's not that anything's done anything wrong. It's honoring what is important for us. Yes. I love yeah. that. Yeah. And, and learning that Cause I had that like earlier this year with, with my, I hired one of the NLP trainers to coach me for almost a year. And so when we were working together earlier this year, I remember her asking me like, like, why are you holding on to the, the real estate thing? What is it about that? That is, that means something to you. Are you holding on to it because it makes sense? Or are you holding on to it because you, you feel like it's going to mean something if you let it go. And I sat with that for some time. Is this a, I walk away completely, or is this a, I keep it and run it and lead it? Because to me, I, I'm an entrepreneur at heart. My goal is to run multiple businesses and mm-hmm. that does fulfill that desire. And if it, if it keeps happening in a place where it's like not working or she's like, Melissa, how much energy are you spending with one foot in the door and one oh. foot in the future? And I was like, Oh, I don't. Oh, <laughs> And the whole, what she said to me that I think was, it applies to what you just said is she's like, what if you again, reframe, what if you look at it like that gave you everything you needed to be right here at this moment. So you are ready for this next chapter. That is so powerful. What you said there, that is so, so this goes back to again, our stories. And I really believe like our stories happen to us. to help to shape us into the person that can go to the next step and the next step. So we end up, whatever meaning we attach to it is what we give it. But those stories happen to us for a reason. And that's what allows us. So trying to push it off and resist it and berate ourselves for not doing as we thought we should, whatever that is, only keeps us stuck for longer. What Mm -hmm. if all those years. So when people say, well, how long have you actually coached for? And I'm like, well, 27 years, because I, I did that for, it was physical, but it's a lot of that was, we were, there were some clients I was teaching how to walk again. There were some clients that we were, so of course it was mental mindset that prepped me for this stage. So it's all good, right? It's all good. It's all part of the big picture. Yes. And sometimes we do need to let go in order to, like you said it before, create that space Mm -hmm. so that we can, move forward and step into a life that does bring us joy and energy and alignment and 
learning to say no is so much easier said than done. I am, I am still realizing how many things I say yes to. And I am on this purge right now of going back through my schedule. Literally, I sat down with someone and looked through my schedule and was like, why are you booked for a, a month and a half in advance? Like what, what is even on your plate? And I was like, I don't even know what I've said yes to. <laughs> it's taking up all my time. I can't even create my course that I want to create because I am literally booked back to back. And I'm like, oh, maybe in February. I'm like, that's insane that like two months out is when yeah. I have some free time. So I'm going back through and good for you. Okay is this an alignment? What do I need to say no to? What do I need to remove myself from? It's not fun. I'm even, mm. I'm even removing myself from some smaller mastermind groups or smaller things right now where I'm like, but maybe if it was once a week, or maybe if it was like, uh, or I'm sorry, not once a week, once a month, or mm-hmm. maybe if it was twice a month, like maybe I could say yes to that, but weekly I can't. And I'm like, oh, I'm still doing it. I am still holding on, like trying to say yes. So I can be a part of it because we want to fit in. We want to belong. I want to, we don't want to hurt people. We don't want to let them down, but then we end up letting ourselves down. So it really doesn't win in the big picture. And I was, people say, I don't know if I should say yes or no. And I'll ask them the question and they'll pause. I'm like, you already said no, like you already said no. Mm -hmm. And if you like, if it is to me, one of my gut things, I don't even always know, but to me, alignment is, oh, absolutely. Like that's my answer is it might even be that I'll say yes. And then I'm like, I have no idea what that's going to entail, but my gut went yes, right for it. Yes. hundred percent. I think it. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think that's the cool thing with like, with NLP is a lot of it is looking at physiology. It's looking at reaction. It's looking at people don't realize this when you say like, again, in sales, building rapport with someone, people think that's, you know, you know, you meet someone and you're like, gosh, I feel like so comfortable with you, or I feel like I've known you forever. You're in rapport. And so Mm. you can actually look at people's, uh, the color of their skin, the, their physiology, little things that change their energy, their smile their You could tell when someone is, when I, when you start talking about real estate sales, my energy starts going. Oh, you could see it completely on the screen. (laughs) Literally I shift. Like I'm very classic textbook, you know, exactly what I'm feeling at all times, you know? And so, so that's the piece of this is when you're asking those questions, you can, you can almost see someone's reaction to see Mm -hmm. if they're in alignment, to see if they get energy from it. Or if, like you said, that pause or kind of that, like, uh, I don't know, like you can, it's it's just body language. Yeah. But it's funny because I think the more as, as, as you become in tune or as we become in tune more with what works for us, we can also see that on other people. Yes. Right. We yes. can see those. They can't see that yet there. I, I, I do it all the time, especially through zoom, right? There's one, um, one, one person who is looking at leaving her one job that she has that we coach in this group. And she's working at like three different locations. And one of them is the spa. And so she said, and this is where I work at the spa. And I said, can we just stop for a second? Did anybody else pick up on how she said that? And if she hears this, she's going to laugh, but did anyone else pick up? They're like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, your entire body language demeanor just dropped when you said the word spa completely. So Mm -hmm. if you want to know what the answer is, rewatch that part because it's all (laughs) over your face. (laughs) It's literally all over your face. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it just takes us, I think, I think part of it too, is when we're in this grind mentality and that overachiever and we've attached the meaning to it. So I have to do this in order to prove whatever mm-hmm. we miss. We miss the signals. We miss the warning signs. We miss 
all the things, our unconscious, our gut, our intuition, whatever you want to call it. It's almost like we're going so fast that we forget to slow down and we, and we don't know how to interpret what it's trying to tell us. Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand why I had headaches all the time. And and for me, it was a car accident. That was like the, 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 like it will force you to stop if you are not listening to it. And literally after that, it was like, you have to slow down. I've been hearing I've had to slow down for at least four years now. And this is the year where I finally and I don't even want to say this year, last month is when I finally started <laughs> to get what slow down actually meant because I wasn't slowing down. I was going faster because I was excited now because I'm inspired and I'm in my, I'm in my uh, happy place. And I like, oh, I went even more. I didn't even know that was possible, but I was even doing more. <laughs> wow. Thank you for your honesty. Honestly, it opens up the door for other people to see and hear that it's not always easy. And it's, it's a lot of course correction. Like it's an awful lot of course correction. And I was explaining something to a client this morning and the fact that, you know, you can carry a compass around, but if you don't understand what alignment is to you, that compass might as well be spinning. You don't have a clue where you're going. Yeah. It's just completely, you can't, you can, you can't do anything with the compass compass until you know what it is that you want. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. That's yeah. so good. Cause yeah. most of us are going in the wrong direction and, and we don't even know it. And that's, that's kind of what I feel like my purpose is, is to help people get realigned, say, yeah. hold on, why are you going that way? Let's, let's turn around. That's not yeah. even what you want <laughs> and give you permission that yeah. you're allowed to change and you're allowed to make different choices and decisions that support you. And, and it's, it's okay. Yeah, that is beautiful. I um, I have a couple quick questions. I've loved this conversation. Absolutely love it. And I appreciate you sharing so much of yourself and your journey with us because it will help people to see what is possible and they'll start to recognize themselves. They recognize, we all recognize ourselves in others' journeys, the more we can be real and open with it. So I appreciate you doing that. Um, where do you hang out the most as far as social media goes? That's definitely Instagram. Yeah, it's <laughs> so- Instagram. Yes, I'm I need to work on my screen time a little bit. It's maybe a little too much, but Instagram is where where I am a lot and you can find me and I am all about answering questions, DMs, all the things. Yeah. So yes. Oh, awesome. Awesome. <laughs> I have two questions for you and you've probably already answered it, but I just want to put it into and with a bow. What impact do you want to personally create in the world? Mm. Oh, it's so good. So the word for me is always empower. It's mm-hmm. empower others to whether it's find their voice, it's to realign their, get back to like their sole purpose. That's like, to me, it is to make an impact by empowering others to go after the life they've always wanted and, and remind them that they, they have permission. And there's definitely an independence factor there. There's definitely a finding your own voice. I'm very much about women's empowerment and not relying on others and, you know, just, yes, I understand. (laughs) I love that. I I can, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I relate a lot, actually. I love, I mean, there it's funny, right? Cause people think I used to be so independent. I'll just figure it out myself. I'm going to do it. It doesn't mean we can't lean on others, 
but creating this, like allowing our skills to be self-sufficient, to be able to create whatever we want, I think is really powerful. Yes. And I have to say, cause you asked about the impact thing. If I don't mention it, I will feel like I'm not complete, but also the, the animals as well. If I really mm-hmm. like, that's what this is all about for me too, is the ones who like don't have a voice and really helping to, uh, as many rescue organizations as possible. So I had to throw that one in there too. Oh, I love it. Do you have, um, no, what's, what, what kind of rescue animals do or you just all like you would like to support all. So I would say I am a dog lover. Dogs are, are my, but I also, if I don't think people even realize this, there are actually wild horses and burrows that exist that get really? rounded up and taken out of the wild. Yep. And they live in these pens and they auction them off. And so to me, yes, mm-hmm. it's all animals, but I, I, I'm definitely the burrow lover. We have wild burrows, donkeys basically that live behind our house or out in the desert. And people that know me, they send me things of donkeys all the time. So I'm happy to be known as that person. But yeah, to me, it's having a giant ranch. So I'm putting out in the universe, it's having a giant ranch or land. So these wild animals can, I can rescue them and they can pretend like they're still wild and not know that they're actually like safe and enclosed. That's like the ultimate vision. <laughs> oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. I don't know if you follow um, Kaylee Cuoco on Instagram, but she's from Big Bang Theory and she is, she was in, um, why can't, oh, the flight attendant that just came out. Yes. Yes. And, but she is all about rescue animals. They have a ranch now that is just for like rabbits to like, you just, you name it and they're there. So I always find that I just, I love that. I love animals. I feel like that's my um, kindred spirit. I love animals. Yeah. I, that's amazing. I will follow her for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Last question for you. What lesson in life are you most grateful for? Ooh, that's okay. What lesson in life am I most grateful for? I would say it does come back to this alignment piece. It's it's learning that I'm not broken. There is nothing wrong with me. I'm just out of alignment or it's a signal or a sign to mm-hmm. get back on my path and my values and what's important to me in the life I want to create. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. Honestly, thank you so much, Melissa, for your time and energy and explanations today, because I know that there were so many tips and tools and strategies that you shared that will resonate with people to help them as they are trying to figure out what, which, where's the compass pointing, where's the alignment and what does that look like? So I thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much. I, we obviously could talk about this for apparently. Yes. Yes. So (laughs) thank you. Thank you for allowing me to have this conversation. Cause yes, I do believe that more, everyone needs to learn that there isn't anything wrong with you. You know, we beat ourselves up and we're so hard on ourselves. So, oh, and we're so much more powerful than we think we are. We really are. Like we are so much more resilient than we think we are. We have a lot more to give. So, oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. If you love this episode, please submit a rating and review on iTunes and please share it with someone you think could benefit from hearing this message or this podcast. I love connecting and meeting you. So please screenshot the episode and tag me on social media or Instagram stories at Marsha Van W. And until next time, remember when you own your choices, you truly own your life.